11 minutes past the hour of 6 in the p.m. on this beautiful 3rd of July 2018. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the Voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM. My name is Muhammad Sheikh and I'll be in your company right here at the Voice of the Cape till 8 p.m. this evening. And yes, we are talking about issues that are stirring our pots in our community, particularly in the Western Cape. What's burning, what's cooking and bringing you the latest with our panel. Uh, so before before we introduce them, it's uh, good to know that Cape Town has had beautiful rainfall over the past few days, and so far it's been an absolutely good winter season. So certainly it seems as though we have sailed out of troubled waters. Last week, the city of Cape Town said it was confident it can avoid day zero until at least 2020, as the dams are seeing a significant improvement. Dam levels are currently at 43%, and as we still have more than two months of expected rainfall ahead of us. But the high water tariffs are still a concern for many residents and water activists. A proposed 55.16% increase in water tariffs had residents in an uproar earlier this year. But after consideration and assessment of the city's draft budget for 2018 and 19, the tariff was reduced to 10.10%. But some believe it's time for these tariffs to be scrapped as there is no longer day zero. Tonight we unpack the issue with some water activists and also get a response from the city of Cape Town's Deputy Mayor Ian Nielsen, whom we have extended an invitation. You're welcome to join in on the discussion throughout the show via SMS on 47913. Alternatively, keep it locked on 0722380712 via our WhatsApp line. And yes, indeed, we will be opening the lines temporarily from 1840 onwards. Yes, 1840 onwards for a few callers to call in uh, the number on 0214423530 as well as the second hour of Burning Issue right here at The Voice of the Cape. But for now, let us introduce um, our panel this evening. We have with us Anna-Marie Smith, who is a coordinator from Save Cape Town. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you for having me tonight. Okay, absolute pleasure. And then we have uh, Mr. Shahid Mohammed, a water activist. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam. Thank you. And then also we have Sandra Dixon, who is the founder of the Stop City of Cape Town Action Group. Good evening, Sandra. Good evening, and thank you for the opportunity. It's only a pleasure. So we're still waiting, Mr. Suleiman Stellenboom, who is part of the Tafelsuch Activist Forum founder. And then from 1840 onwards, we will be joined by Mr. Ian Nielsen, Deputy Mayor of the City of Cape Town himself, to answer some of the grilling grueling questions that we all have on our minds with regards to this particular issue because it is quite burning but for now let us head straight into the um, uh, some of the talking points that we have for this evening um, what is your take on the city announcing that there is no day zero for the next two years let's perhaps start on my left hand side with mr. Uh, Mohammed well uh, there never was going to be a day zero you know it's it's uh, it's always been a fake the drought has been there but there's never been a, a threat of a day zero. In fact, the, the city manufactured a lie, mm -hmm. um, and they gave the figures, which you know, in a public uh, in a presentation, mm -hmm. the, the assumptions were number one that it would not rain, mm. and which is a complete fallacy. You sure. know, there was never any scientific basis to assume that it wouldn't rain. And I mean, mm -hmm. look at the rain as that has been falling. Right. Um, secondly, they assumed maximum evaporation in other mm. words it, it would be hot and windy every day mm. you know which is another fake sure so you know the 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 calculation um, was designed in order to manufacture a crisis 
to justify high tariffs and the privatization of water. Mm-hmm. So this, the, the money from the, the, the tariffs mm-hmm. is going to go straight into the international banks, mm-hmm. straight into the um, international capital. Sure. And uh, it's another way of, of fleecing us. It's, it's really a big, a big con. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the one thing that's uh, missing from the uh, city's uh, rhetoric sure. is to thank the people of Cape Town. Mm. They're thanking themselves, you know, as if they <laughs> did something. They did nothing. Sure. You know, they they want to uh, put the the biggest con, um, you know, for in in well for a long time onto us. And just to to remind the listeners, you know, just to to, to make a stark comparison, about a year ago, you know, when there was level four going down to level one, sure, the tariff was four and sixty. Mm-hmm. The tariff at the moment before the increase is. Um, was was 30 rand it's now moved up to 33 rand mm-hmm. you know so this the the city coming with arguments oh it's only 10 percent we're listening to the people and things like that it used to be four and 60. Mm-hmm. you know so that's the level that uh, the tariff should be reduced to um, yeah, because there's n- absolutely no justification um, for for this uh, increased amount. It's daylight robbery. At, at this point in time. Now, moving to you, um, Sandra, given the fact that our dam levels are improving and the city says that there is no desert, uh, day zero, do you concur with uh, Shahid in uh, believing that, uh, you know, we should consider, or the city should consider relaxing the current restrictions and water tar- tariffs? If so, why do you think so? Well, first of all, I would just like to to differ from Shahid a little bit Mm -hmm. that I think the day zero was, it was uh, facing us Mm -hmm. um, because what um, we miss all the time is the fact that we share our dams with the agriculture sector. Sure. And up in 2015, Mm -hmm. the agriculture sector used about 1,800 mLs Mm -hmm. and we used 1,200 mLs. That was in the days when everything went absolutely well and beautiful mm-hmm. then the the agriculture is entitled to their quotas mm-hmm. and they were taking up their quotas from about september up to end of january sort of into february 2018 mm-hmm. and they were taking 1200 mls every single day now that was when day zero was really facing us because between us and them we were taking 1800 mls per day sure and then at towards the end of february the um, agriculture stopped completely because farms don't really water in winter Mm -hmm. so agriculture stopped using water entirely and what is really um worrying me and i lie awake at night thinking what is going to happen on the 1st of September when agriculture takes up their rightfully uh, their rightful quotas up again mm. right so and then to get to your question in terms of the day zero being lifted they've done it very cleverly and moved it out for two years mm-hmm. um, I cannot see why they cannot just stop it they've already been um, lambasted by overseas uh, rating agencies for having this day zero in the first place. The tourism industry is also lambasting them because of it, but they still persist with it. Mm-hmm. So they are still leaving themselves a little back door, um, which I cannot fathom really why they are doing that. Mm-hmm. So my viewpoint is though that with the dams being 50% full, that was announced earlier today, mm-hmm. that on average they are 50% full, that 
we cannot just all of a sudden now go and drop all the restrictions. Mm -hmm. However, I am of the firm opinion right. that the restrictions and the tariffs mm -hmm. are not the same thing. They are different. Okay. Understandably so, yes. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate your, your comment on the agricultural sector pulling amount, a great amount of resources. And, you know, the implication thereof is the, the prices that we are also seeing an increase in, in terms of the, um, the inflow of goods and agricultural produce into the markets. And uh, we're seeing prices increases in there as well. But obviously, owing due to the, the, the water uh, availability, firstly, as well as restrictions placed onto the, uh, the water sector, um, you know, for such farms and such uh, agricultural uh, groupings to actually, you know, be part of uh, uh, trying to adjust and accommodate with, uh, uh, pr you know, uh, releasing goods into the market at relatively uh, cheaper prices or at least uh, market-related prices. That's also another factor. Um, let's bring Anna-Marie into the discussion. So, Anna-Marie, um, you know, uh, we have Shahi telling us that, you know, in his opinion, day zero is a myth. Um, and uh, we had uh, Sandra telling us that, you know, perhaps not a myth maybe but uh, and she feels also that you know um, restrictions shouldn't be totally uplifted what's your take on this well I believe that day zero we were close okay we, we were really close sure however the way in which the city has done it mm -hmm. was sheer fear-mongering mm. people have gone out there and they've spent money on Jojo tanks and now I'm talking about the guys that can afford it. Mm -hmm. They've spent I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of Jojo tanks and you know all sorts of ways to make sure that there's water security. Mm -hmm. People were driven by fear mm -hmm. and I've, I've seen it amongst friends and family. They were they, they panicked. They sure. were panic buys in the uh, water shops where they um, you know do refills. Mm -hmm. Um, some water shops actually started restricting people to five, five litres mm -hmm. or ten litres per client. Then they were fighting mm -hmm. in supermarkets about, you know, already bottled water like Aqualay and, and the various um, other brands that's on the market. Mm -hmm. So you, your sense is that, uh, you know, in terms of the community themselves, a sense of fear-mongering created by this concept of day zero. And, um, you know, it's, it's a very difficult concept to unravel and unpack, but you look at the impact that is had on our communities, regardless of, you know, the fear in one aspect, but uh, uh, the implications thereof um, for our communities, perhaps maybe... In, in the bright side of the rainbow, you know, and alerting a consciousness, uh, you know, created to save water, or maybe not, just uh, just an aspect of fear-mongering totally. But uh, that's something to, you know, pickle on and talk about uh, day and night. For now, we need to head back to the marketplace. We'll be back shortly thereafter. Keep it locked. Twenty-five minutes past the hour of six in the PM. My name is Mohammed Sheikh, and this is their burning issue. Yes, getting quite heated up on this cold, cold evening here, winter's evening. Uh, coincidentally, uh, we're talking about the water. Yes, it hasn't frozen in our taps just yet, but definitely on our pockets, and that's the issue that we're having this evening. But nonetheless, uh, back to our guests, our panel this evening: Anna Marie Smith, uh, Shahid Mohammed, and Sandra Dixon. Well, walking through us uh, on this path of. Uh, unraveling 
this water mystery. So, yes, welcome back, panel, and uh, thank you so much for being part of our program this evening. So just focusing a little bit, I I see um, in front of me, Shahid has, uh, you know, some statistics as well as uh, tariff comparisons, maybe, Um, you know, let's let's work through the breakdown of the current water tariff structure. Well, um, if you if you look at, you know, there's level one without restrictions, Mm -hmm. then the levels go up um, to level six and Mm -hmm. then to level seven. Now, if you look at level six which we're currently on mm-hmm. um you know the it's gone from 30 rand 19 to 33 rand um 24. Mm-hmm. but there's a you know the city is, tra- is claiming that well you know the first uh, ten and a half um uh, kiloliters for mm-hmm. the indigent uh, is free mm-hmm. but what they don't say is that if you know, and in many um, indigent families, mm-hmm. the families are quite big, right? Um, or there's multiple families living in one space. Mm-hmm. Then um, obviously they're going to use more than ten and a half. Mm-hmm. So what they don't tell people is that beyond that, mm-hmm. per kiloliter, it's 138.31. Sure. Which I mean, it's a contradiction. Absolutely. Because how can an indigent family afford that? So that's mm-hmm. the, the 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 one thing. Secondly. They are looking at uh, old age homes. Mm-hmm. Old age homes has been raised to the point of big industry. They're paying the same rates, which sure. is ridiculous. So the old age homes has an increase from 24 and 94, which is high enough, mm-hmm. more than doubling to 52 and 61. Mm-hmm. Um, that's 110 uh, percent increase. Sure. So that's ridiculous. You know, the the people who are at the end of their lives. I mean. Our um, who've contributed to the, to the upbuilding of, of of the of the country are being punished, mm. and uh, in fact, what the, the city is hiding from all of us is that level six for industry goes down from fifty seven rand fifty to fifty two rand sixty one. That's a decrease of eight and a half percent. Now, how do they justify that? Sure. It's completely you know the people who use the most. The people who can afford the most mm-hmm. are being given a discount of eight eight and a half percent. So that's that's really ridiculous. Mm. I want to come back to the point here, you know, which I, I think we're um, still arguing very strongly yeah. that um, the um, you know if we go back to level four, mm-hmm. you know, there's still restrictions. Yes, but uh, the city was charging four and sixty a kiloliter. Mm-hmm. So I think that they, you know, us and you know, um, you know, uh, and Sandra and and uh, Anne, we'd shake hands on because. Yes, we're saying, yes, they, there might be a need for some sort of restriction, mm-hmm. but reduce the tariff. Right. And there it is. You know, if you reduce it to level four, it's still a restriction. Mm-hmm. But four and 60 was, this, was what the city was, was charging us. And so that should be the right. That's, what, that's our argument. Mm-hmm. But now there's a further argument. You know, the city is saying that, yes, they're justifying that the, um, the increase is, uh, you know, the, the pipe levy that they're also adding on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, is, you know, they need a stable income and it's towards the infrastructure and so on. Sure. But if you take a look at um, at the budget that was passed and you look at where the city provides the infrastructure mm-hmm. um, and big industry like and also golf courses get spring water, mm-hmm. then the rate is going up from 467 to 593. Mm-hmm. Per kiloliter, sure. And so the the city is providing the infrastructure, but the big industry and golf courses that uses like a, more than a million liters a day mm-hmm. um, is paying five hundred ninety three. And yet we 
who have much less are being forced to pay 33 rand. Yes. So, you know, it's completely illogical. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a massive attack on the people. It's giving concessions to the rich. Yes. And um, really, it's, it's, you know, it's, you know it's, it's, it's really an attack on the poor. In, in fact, if you look, if you add that, we were just discussing it off, uh, off air, the whole question of water management devices. You know, the city owes mm. us an explanation. We'll just get onto okay, that we'll in a moment. That a yeah, the water okay. management but devices. But you know, that's that's the, the the rough structure. That's the that's the, that's the, the, the you know the current you know situation. Mm. It's really um, outrageous. But one last point on on that, and that sure. is that the city has uh, jumped ahead of all of us. You know, they've anticipated that the um, they will have to um, reduce. The, the restrictions from level uh, six to level five and so on. But what they've done and what they don't answer to um, to anybody on is that for level five downwards, the mm-hmm. increase is massive. So you know, let's let's take um, level four. Mm-hmm. Level four um, for non in, non indigent going from zero to six. Now in the past, not too long ago, two years ago. Um, you know, everybody was not paying, you know, the first uh, six kiloliters, but now, you know, suddenly if you're not in non-indigent, mm-hmm. then you're paying. So that jumped from 4.60 to 16.25. Yes. That's an increase of 253%. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's massive increases, you know, the same um, for level three, it's an increase of 242%. Uh, for level two, it's an increase of 231%. And for level one, it jumps from four and sixty to fourteen and seventy-eight. Yes, uh, and an increase of twenty two hundred twenty-one percent. So that is really, it's not, it cannot be justified. Where is that massive amount of money going to? Mm-hmm. You know, so Absolutely. really, the um, I hear you. You know, the, you. the city is is it's daylight. It's actually not only daylight; it's daylight and nighttime robbery. <laughs> now, I I I I shukun for sharing those uh, statistics. And uh, you know, as as a normal consumer, uh, you know, uh, indigent or non-indigent. I think, uh, you know, ideally the higher you go, the more uh, profound the interest, interest, you know, inverted commas, rate should be on these uh, levies. But here, the lower you go, from what I'm understanding, the lower you go, the jump is actually more significant. Exactly. So on what basis or what, uh, you know, um, calibration this is accounted for is indeed a mystery. But uh, let's, over, let's welcome with us uh, Mr. Suleiman Stellenboom to our shows, right chat, Voice of the Cape, uh, who is representing uh, Tafelsuch in the Greater Mitchell's Plain Community. Assalamu alaikum, Suleiman. Wa alaikum, salam. And salam alaikum to the listeners out there. It's yeah. a pleasure having you. Shukran for joining in. Um, you know, I think uh, one of the things that uh, Sandra touched on earlier on was with regards to the uh, city's revenue. I'm not sure if this was off air, but um, you know, the city's revenue and uh, with regards to the budget structure, do you think that the tariff structure is necessary in order to improve the city's revenue stream, or is it more counterproductive as residents feel it's a form of punishment? Your thoughts? Residents definitely feel that it's a form of punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, because the way that the city does its budget is like they invent a wish list right when they start out doing the budget mm-hmm. and this wish list um, comes to a certain amount in in this year's case I think the amount was f- uh, 49 billion mm-hmm. and then they work backwards and they then invent tariffs mm-hmm. to fit this large amount of money that they're actually looking for. Mm-hmm. They are not doing zero budgeting because I feel every single year they should do zero budgeting. In other words, you start with a zero. You don't go and say that the budget was 
like 40, 40 billion last year and now you increase it by 10% and it just goes up and up and up. Mm-hmm. And the biggest mistake that I see in the way that the city is doing their budget is that this, the, the country's GDP is under 1%. Mm-hmm. But the city wants to grow at 10% plus. Sure. Now there's something totally wrong with this picture and I strongly recommend that this city goes back to the drawing board and and revise their financial model because okay. this, the current model just does not work because they do not work for the people at all. Absolutely. Okay, thanks for sharing that insight. And uh, I believe Mr. Ian Nelson is uh, on his way up, so we will be welcoming him, welcoming him shortly. Uh, but as his, uh, as we, our reception is receiving him. Um, let's move over to you, Anna Marie, and uh, you know something I know that you're strongly passionate about. What are some of the problems that you have found, particularly with the city's water demand management devices in general? Well, firstly, it's interesting that when they started, you know, introducing the water management devices, mm-hmm. that it was for the people that uh, went over their limits. Mm-hmm. Now, as we know, the city allocates six kiloliters per household. Mm-hmm. Now, I take my husband and myself, we two people. Mm-hmm. In reality, it's 50 liters per person per day. Sure. That makes it 3,000 kiloliters. Mm-hmm. But we can use six kiloliters. Mm-hmm. You take a family of six, mm-hmm. an extra 3,000 liters. Uh, yes, 3,000 litres 3, are going litres. to be needed. Sure. And when people apply to this city, um, what I have found very often is people were not forewarned. Mm-hmm. We need to remember not everybody's reading newspapers, um, not everybody's on social media or on WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. So when the, what they should have done, they should have used the councillors, the ward councillors, mm-hmm. to have called the communities together and say, hey guys, listen, right now if you use more than this, you're going to end up in trouble. So mm-hmm. people, so people then apply for, um, you know, for extra water. Mm-hmm. Uh, six people, which is going to be nine kiloliters. It takes 14 days, and when they apply, they get management devices anyway. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that the people are wasted. Mm-hmm. The city has got no idea how many people are living. On one property, mm-hmm. there's been growth since uh, 2011. I think the last census was 2011. Mm-hmm. So they're absolutely and utterly clueless, mm-hmm. and that has been hitting people very, very hard. Sure. And then we, uh, the people were also told that uh, the water management devices uh, would would have to be paid for by the homeowner. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, when we called them out, mm-hmm. because it cost 5,000 5, rand plus VAT, sure. then all of a sudden they said it's installation, mm. which is a downright lie. Mm-hmm. So why are they trying to pull the wool over our eyes? Mm-hmm. And I think it's an important question that we all have lingering on our minds. If you've just joined us, 47913 is our SMS line. Alternatively, do give us a call on 021-442-3530. The lines will be open a little bit on later in the show. I'll make that announcement. Uh, or, yes, engage us on our WhatsApp line, 072-238-0712. We are talking the scrapping of uh, day zero, as well as the higher tariffs that uh, have been, uh, you know, um, we've been living
moving through in the last few months since December 2017, as well as the implications for us communities and what has the city done or not done to ensure a smooth sailing ship for 2018, 2019, 2020 and beyond. 1411, Salaam Alaikum. So what are we going to do about it? Don't vote the DA. 1297, Salaam we want our water money's back. The mayor and acting mayor are convinced with all the mafia cronies in council. Pay back our monies. Day zero was to rob us open eyes. It's very tongue-in-cheek there. Uh, I understand the emotion and understand the frustration that it, you know, that brings about with this current fiasco and uh, uh, you know, from from a high level of management as well as the basic person with his average consumption it's a very, very, very difficult situation to try and merge because you know, it's really, really escalating and many people are feeling the pinch. 2754 says um, okay, uh, okay, this is uh, quite a few messages coming through. I get a pension from work. Can I apply for Sasa pension? Okay, that is something totally unrelated. Um, using grey water, but we still pay a lot. The city of Cape Town, clean your meter drains. Hmm, so those are added components, added aspects of the actual issue surrounding the high water tariffs is the quality of water received. That's another topic altogether. But for now, for this evening, our, to- our focus of discussion is revolving the water tariffs particularly and concerns around that. So yes, do engage me on 47913, alternatively 0722380712. For now, the marketplace has a calling and we'll be back shortly thereafter. Keep it locked right here on 91.3 FM. Welcome back. It's just gone 42 minutes past the hour of 6 in the p.m. on this beautiful day in July. Quite wintry, but nonetheless, and we're here to bring about an issue that is quite burning in our community. My name is Mohammed Sheikh, and it's an absolute pleasure to be in your company this evening. We'd also like to say a formal welcome to Mr. Ian Nielsen, who is the, uh, the Deputy Mayor of the City of Cape Town. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Thank you so much for being part of the program. It's my pleasure. Okay, so we've had uh, some of our key activists here, um, you know, fighting for the cause of uh, water and uh, trying to unravel and unbreak down. And perhaps it's uh, only fair that we have, uh, you know, some input from your side as well. So I think, uh, you know, one of the, 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 the key things that has been lingering on most of our minds is the fact that, uh, you know, our dam levels are improving. So there is a national, national expectation, um, you know, that the city might consider relaxing the current restrictions and water tariffs. Um, is this a possibility in the near future? And if not, why not? Well, certainly we believe that uh, this, this is a debate that is, is right, appropriate right now. Um, because, as you said, the dam levels have recovered substantially. We are just touching on 50% now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're rising quite rapidly. Um, we, don't, uh, we don't want to guess what's going to happen over the next few months, but uh, you know there will be at least some rainfall over the next few months, so they're likely to, to increase even further. Mm-hmm. Even if we can't ex- uh, know exactly how much that's going to be. Sure. So, uh, I mean, the, the city believes that that getting over 50% is a time to have a, have a debate about whether it's appropriate to uh, relax restrictions or not. Mm-hmm. But I think we've got to understand the, the layered nature of decision-making around uh, water restrictions. Mm-hmm. 
there's there's a role that the national government plays and there's a role that the city plays. Mm -hmm. So firstly, the Minister of Water and, and Sanitation makes a determination as to how much water is available from the from the system, essentially the six dams that supply Cape Town and other municipalities and irrigation. So the last determination the minister made was around November last year, mm -hmm. where he decided that uh, there had to be a 45% reduction uh, in usage by the urban areas and a 60% reduction by agriculture. Mm -hmm. So essentially that meant that the city of Cape Town was allocated uh, it was 176 million cubic meters which works out at 489 megalitres a day. Mm -hmm. Now uh, back in, in November, December, January the city was using around 600 megalitres a day so clearly we were more than 100 megalitres a day above uh, what our allocation was and it was essential that the city reduced consumption. Mm -hmm. So sure. that was the reason for bringing in the level 6B restrictions back in on the 1st of February. The increased tariffs, the, um, the, the set of 50 litres per person per day, mm -hmm. pressure reductions, all these matters was to drive down that consumption to get it to the level that met our allocation from the system. Sure. So we never entirely succeeded. We got it down to about 500. Mm -hmm. And in fact, this last week was the lowest ever. We got it to 481. Uh, so we, we are kind of at that point. Mm -hmm. We believe now that, that if uh, the dams were to, to continue uh, increasing, it would be appropriate to consider uh, relaxing water restrictions. Sure. But we need, the, the minister has to make that decision first. He has to make the decision as to whether that 45% reduction mm -hmm. uh, is to be lifted, relaxed to say 40% or 35%, whatever he may decide. The city then would adjust its restrictions mm -hmm. to ensure that we uh, that we do not exceed whatever mm -hmm. the minister uh, allows us. Uh, so I mean, uh, you know, uh, we are in the in the process now. We've met with the premier and the uh, and the minister of local government, Anton Bradell, and we've decided to again to to request a meeting with the minister. I previously requested that uh, to engage on exactly this because. Um, we do not want to go forward with these very heavy restrictions for longer than is necessary. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, it's necessary that we don't overdo it. Sure. That we, because we, we, we can say now we can get through 2019. We know that there's enough water in the dams to get through 2019. But we've got to look further. We've got to look to 2020 as well and mm -hmm. beyond. And next winter might turn out to be another bad winter. We, mm -hmm. we can't predict these things. So. Uh, there has to be a proper scientific analysis uh, around risk matters as to um, as to at what point, what level of restrictions can be uh, entered into. Sure. Now, I'd like to understand the dichotomy in terms of uh, authority of uh, 
you know, the national government versus, um, you know, the Western Cape or local government. And when decisions are made in favor of implementing restrictions or reducing or increasing tariffs, um, it does, is it safe to say that these are the reflection of the national directive and, uh, you know, it's signed by the national minister himself? Or, or at what point do we dissect between what decisions are made locally versus nationally? So the national decision essentially is to say this is how much water you can have for the year. Okay. It's up to the city to decide how it achieves that, whether it, uh, what uh, restrictions it puts into place, what tariffs it puts in place, those are city decisions. Mm -hmm. um, okay. But obviously whatever we put into place has to be effective enough right. to ensure that we meet uh, the, the uh, requirement that the national ministry has set. Sure, indeed. So yes, uh, the lines are now officially open, 021-442-3530, but we will be heading to the uh, marketplace in just a bit. Remember, you can also engage us on 072-238-0712, alternatively 47913. A plea out there is to keep those comments short, concise, relevant to the topic, which is water tariffs, uh, the, the water escalation and water restrictions yes we have lots of whatsapp messages coming through with regards to uh, political affiliation and uh, uh, you know political narratives at this point in time which is not our topic for discussion so I um, as much as I respect uh, you know our respected listeners um, our topic of discussion try kindly try and keep it relevant to that uh, not to any political affiliation or alliance um, at this point in time for now the marketplace has a calling we'll be back shortly thereafter keep it locked on 91.3 FM. Yes, the burning issue it is. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Yes, shukran for engaging me on WhatsApp. Um, I'm quite, I'm reading through them. So this one is quite, uh, um, uh, you know, important that has come through 0554. Assalamu alaikum. The council installed new water meter for us this year, March, and we are only allocated 350 liters per day, but we're getting bold estimated amounts. And when we inquired, we were told the new meter is not registered on their side, and we are getting bold on the old water meter so we are paying for water we are not even using considering we only get 350 yes. liters per day um, okay this is a general uh, um, you know I'd like to uh, just also put in a, a, a point of caution that we'd like to also you know uh, respond to general questions affecting almost everybody or the entire community and not just one particular case and I think uh, this one is quite relevant to a lot of people with regards to this whole estimate amount that is uh, usually built as well as the old meter versus the new meter your take on that Ian well, certainly. I mean, we've not been perfect in terms of rolling out of these these uh, water management devices. We have a failure rate of being about three percent, um, you know, which is still still a big number. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but we are we are seeking to address those as fast as possible. Uh, we have moved away in the last months. I've driven that we uh, we must uh, focus more on quality in terms of installation than in terms of quantity. We mm -hmm. must rather get them right first time. Sure. So. The issue about the estimates, um, quite rightly, if, if that is the case in, in that thing, then we've got to fix it because mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not acceptable. Um, the estimates, first of all, we did have a problem that, that we have now fixed that uh, the system that, let's, let's go back a step. Uh, right. 
we we managed to read around about, about 85 to 88 percent of meters every month mm -hmm. i mean obviously we'd love it to be 100 percent but that's that's the number that we we managing to get right mm -hmm. so there's still that you know 10 to 15 percent of meters that don't get read and so therefore estimates are are presented on people's bills mm -hmm. now it used to be what we used to do this was before the drought was that if that estimate had for example been february we would look at the previous february's consumption and use that as the estimate mm -hmm. now clearly that failed now in this in the system because now everyone's consumption pattern has so completely changed so we've changed that system now now we use the previous three months readings to to create the estimate mm -hmm. that has resolved many of the problems there are still some problems that that remain on these matters uh, but we keep looking at these things in the end the only way to fix this properly is to get our percentage of meter reading up mm -hmm. so that we don't have estimates and that that is something that that we are now focusing on as to uh, as to overcoming all the problems about uh, getting towards that 100% re meter reading. Sure. Um, a comment coming here from um, 6330, don't worry about adjusting restrictions, adjust your tariffs, sir. So the, I think the point that a lot of our activists are making as well, you know, this balance between the restrictions imposed as well as the tariffs charged, um, are we foreseeing a good possibility in both um, in the coming future? If the minister agrees to uh, release more water from the dams, we will mm -hmm. reduce the restrictions. We will go from level six to level five. Um, and then on level five, tariffs would then be implemented. Okay. For each level, each restriction level, there's a set of tariffs. Mm -hmm. So level five has a set of tariffs that are lower than level six. And so we can go down level four, three, two, one or lower. We believe the appropriate way if we're going to go through what we call a recovery process now after the drought mm -hmm. it's not to go the big bang uh just suddenly opening up all the taps but have, having to wait till the dams are at 85 percent and then um, yes. uh, you know opening the taps fully mm -hmm. that we sh that that we, we want to encourage the minister to to agree that we we start earlier and we do it in a step process mm -hmm. in the end each for each restriction level mm -hmm. We've made an estimate of how much water we're going to sell under that those conditions. Mm -hmm. So under level six, obviously we're selling, you know, less than half the water we would sell under level one. Mm -hmm. um, and so for each level, we made that assessment, and the tariffs have then been set uh, for each of those levels to ensure that we get the amount of income that we require to run the water system. So. So as we, if we move into a phase of lower restrictions, mm -hmm. uh, we're selling more water, the tariffs will be lower. That's all been approved in terms of the, the council's budget. Uh, those will automatically kick in uh, once, a, uh, once a decision is made to move to a lower uh, restriction level. Okay, um, let's move head back to our WhatsApp lines. Um, a lot of them coming through politically driven, uh, pointing fingers at the Democratic Alliance per se. And I think uh, right now our discussion is the water tariffs. A lot of, uh, you know, comments regarding, uh, you know, next year's elections and things to do and not to do and strategies thereforth. Um, so let's let's see some of our other, um, you know, WhatsApp messages 
um, you know that are coming through so one of the one of them an interesting one 8015 before we break for the waqt of Russia I would like Mr. Nielsen to respond to the findings of two universities that the local seawater around the coast contains hormones from the raw sewage dumped in it and the desalination process does not remove it so effectively the Sinti will be pumping hormones like voltaren and estrogen into our drinking water very tongue-in-cheek 8015 I must admit I'm not sure of your sources regarding this particular aspect but maybe you know the point of um, one of the measures in terms of future sustainability in, ter- in terms of desalination um, uh, I'm quite certain that it's on the in the pipeline uh, literally and figuratively um, and towards the future your take on that well, yes, I've heard these allegations before and we looked into them mm-hmm. uh, we found in fact that the levels uh, that that were reported were far below um, anything that that was was deemed to be of of a health hazard at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking about the seawater at this point, even sure. before it's treated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, there is a set of, of uh, water um, standards, quality standards in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's the city drive to ensure that we meet those standards? And that includes for the desalination plant. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's exactly why the desalination plants were producing water for quite a while before we connected into the system, because mm-hmm. we waited until they managed to achieve the quality standards that we required. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's Mr. Ian Nelson, the Deputy Mayor of the City of Cape Town, respond to uh, some of the questions that you're sending, you know, via our WhatsApp line and our text, and uh, some of them that we've, uh, you know, presented to him. Um, so yes, he is responding to us here to one four four two three five three zero. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, respected listeners. 91.3 FM it is. My name is Muhammad Sheikh, and as you can imagine, it's been it's been an interesting evening, right, this evening. And I think uh, what we're trying to gather is common ground to perceptions, almost perceptions that we might have with regards to the people, the council, as in local government, local uh, the local municipalities, and at the same time, the problem at hand. It's a triangle that we're trying to engage in. Uh, so once again, the community, the people, that is, um, the departments and the different structures responsible for overseeing them, and thirdly, the problem at hand, trying to reach possible plausible solutions i think would be the aim of this afternoon this evening's discussions and to tailor those perceptions into positive perceptions into hope perceptions and uh, into what the future holds the real issue at hand so yes our panel this evening uh, just to um, you know welcome everybody again we have with us on my left hand side uh, the deputy mayor of the city of cape town mr ian nelson as well as following that uh, mr shahid mohammed um, who is a water activist, and then we have uh, uh, Mr. Suleiman Stellenboom, the Tafel Activist Forum founder, and then we have uh, Ms. Uh, Anne-Marie Smith, who is a coordinator from uh, Save uh, Cape Town, and then also Ms. Sandra Dixon, the founder of uh, the Stop City of Cape Town Action Group. So yeah, we have a different array of personalities talking about water. Yes, you can engage us, 47913, the clock is whiling away, and it's the opportunity to bring about your, your, your comments, and it's 
same time, uh, you know, couple them with uh, plausible solutions. And I think that's the biggest, uh, you know, the, the big, biggest effective message we can take out off this evening. 47913 is how you can engage me via our SMS line. Alternatively, 072 is our WhatsApp line. Or give us a call. Auntie Abida Dixon Muhammad is on standby on 021-442-3530. Okay, so uh, just uh, completing, you know, the uh, WhatsApp messages that have uh, come through in terms of, yes, we've talked about desalination and uh, uh, queries about that. And uh, we've also talked about the, 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 the water management devices having been installed. And, uh, you know, uh, we've talked about also, we've touched a little bit on, um, you know, the autonomy between local government versus the uh, national government and where what happens so just to recap the restrictions or rather let's put it this way the flow regulation of who gets how much of water is determined by national government and in terms of how that is allocated and how that is uh, you know disembird onto the community that is determined by the uh, local government if i'm understanding correctly but for now we do have a call on line call us Ik wil net sê, van dat ek hier niet, ek is nou in het, uh, van december 25 dat hulle kom in stoor. Mm-hmm. My water had het gekom 3.50 tot na 3.80, hy was die mieste gewees. En ek het gesê, het moet, as, uh, ek wil het net hier op die 3.50, dan is, uh, ek wil die extra water heen. Mm-hmm. En toe, van die tweede maand toe loo my water, uh, die ding het, ge, uh, het geleek en toe kom hulle aan die hele in sit. En van die is het nou op een free flow. Mm-hmm. Maar my most important problem is, ek voel soedeste, wallahi, ek sê, my water kom een maan, kom het 400 ran, mm-hmm. die next, die is actual reading. Voor die mieste is het 400 ran, 350, 380.000 het het altijd gewies het. Mm-hmm. En um, die, die volgende maand, dan kom het weer estimation. Mm-hmm. En dan kom het 800 ran, 900 tot 1000 ran. Mm-hmm. Dan die nekste vara ek die mense wat koolisie meete, hy sê, ek vraag vir hulle, sê gaf my, hoe, hoekom estimate julle? Hy sê, as julle nie kan liesie meete nie, of as toegegroe, of something is, wat ewe, dan, dan estimate hulle. Toe sê ek nou, kom lies vir my nek aan hulle. Toe sê, dat is niks pont met die tisinne nie. Julle moet praat met die mense in die offices daar, so, so het is een groot disturbance vir my, die koos, ons suspension is, en, en, ons kan nie, ek het nog nooit, 9000 wat, uh, 900 wat daar vir water nie, 800 in het huis nie, en ek is ene wat, wat, wat water syf, ek maak my moeg, ek was net een keer een week, ek vat die grei water, dan gooi ek het af in die toilet, so my water moet baie, wat het vir 2 maand of so was het, op die 350 water, wat die jou gegeer het, dan het ek nog water oor, maar nou is het free flow, en ek het geapply vir free flow nie, ek weet nie, hoekom het dat het nou free flow is nie, maar ek wat die jy punt, mevrouw, Ik wou dear your point. Shukran for that, inshallah. Um, yes, our caller is making a point about the estimates and uh, also at the same time, you know, pensioners not having the ability to uh, pay amounts of 900 rands a month plus minus with all the tariff increases. And, uh, you know, it's something that uh, we just can't afford. We just can't afford at this point in time. And um, maybe maybe the question out there is um, in terms of, you know, there's actually an interesting comment that came out earlier on um, with regards to you know the water 
allocation for massive industries and the tariffs allocated to them, um, you know, uh, because they're big corporate companies and, you know, t- uh, the, the the example that was used uh, in terms of SAB, for instance, paying over in excess of 1.37 billion rand in tax alone, um, are they are they also, you know, in terms of the economic sector, are they factored into the tariff uh, co- uh, allocation? Um, are pensioners given somewhat of respite, you know, in terms of the uh, water allocation? Your take on that, Mr. Nielsen? Well, what we have is uh, tariffs for indigent households. Mm-hmm. So it uh, would include pensioners mm-hmm. if they're in the indigent category, mm-hmm. uh, where the first 10.5 kilolitres a month is free. So that's the free 350 litres per day. Now, what I'm understanding from this lady is the, the problem is, is that that water flow control device uh, was initially set correctly for the 350 litres a day, but... Uh, then it was reset to full open. So in mm-hmm. other words, it's completely sure. effective. Sure. Now, now clearly that's the problem, and that's what's got to be fixed. We have to get someone out there who must go and reset it correctly Sure. Uh, as to what, what she has requested. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very hard for me to respond on an individual case. No, like no, no, absolutely. We, we agree on that. Having the opportunity yeah. to, to look at it. But clearly that's, that's the issue that must be addressed. Mm-hmm. We, must, we must have that set correctly. Uh, because if you know the the issue is this that if if people can't afford to pay at all for water, mm-hmm. then uh, the setting at 350 liters a day means they they get their free allocation, uh, and they get what what uh, you know what what's been allocated. Okay. If they can pay some more, then we can set the meter at at a at a, at a different level mm-hmm. instead of 350, maybe 450 liters a day, depending what the person says they can afford. But this lady has said um, the council's not set it as she is. Requested. Sure, and that's got to be fixed. And uh, following that, mm-hmm. the, the question on uh, in terms of still on the tariff allocation with regards to industries themselves, are yes. they particularly? Uh, you know, marked at a higher tariff because of the, uh, you know, output and productivity, you know, in the world of capitalism? Or uh, how is it actually looked at? How is this? Ta- how are these tariffs actually allocated? Well, we have a commercial and industrial tariff, which mm-hmm. is currently around 50 rand per kiloliter. It's mm-hmm. higher than the domestic tariff. Um, so industry and, and business are paying a lot for water right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically as it is, and it depends on how much they use. Uh, offhand, I don't know what South African breweries uses. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they uh, they also have their own their own spring supply. This so I'm just not sure of of the that, but that's repairing rights that they have. Okay, um, which is you know separate from the council supply system. Mm-hmm. So uh, and there are many businesses that are struggling. We've been talking to them. There are some dairies, for example, that whose bill has gone up quite dramatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've engaged in them. Uh, the first thing is always to look to see, is are these businesses using water effectively? Sure. Have they brought in the measures that are necessary mm-hmm. to, to ensure that it's effective usage? Um, and, uh, and and clearly, we, we, we need to understand their, their, their plight because... We want, we can't have businesses failing over this matter. They they must be able to continue um, through this crisis period mm-hmm. um, and and uh, engage on that. Another sector that has that has had difficulties, for example, is the laundry industry. Sure. Um, and again, we've been engaging the the laundry sector 
to try and devise a way to to manage this. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, if we get to the situation where we can move off level six tariffs, that obviously will begin to assist everybody, mm-hmm. Surely. including business. Absolutely. Okay. So now we're going to just focus onto our panel. I see lots of uh, minds and heads itching around this particular point and comments. Uh, let's let's go around the table, as this is indeed a table. Mr. Shahid Mohammed, what would you like to contribute? Yes. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Mr. Nielsen has been a bit scarce with the truth. You know, to put it mildly, you know, I think he's been deceiving the listeners and I think it's not fair, you know, the, the amount of time that he's been allowed to, to put, you know. Um, sure, let's you know, try and justify okay, into right. delve now, into that. Mm. Basically, I mean, in a, we, uh, in an activist sat in a meeting with Mr. Nielsen and others and of course then, you know, his memory was quite fresh because then we were told mm-hmm. that uh, SA Breweries uses 97% of its water from the springs. Now, I mean, it's not to say that the city doesn't know about the springs, because mm-hmm. in their tariffs, they've got tariffs on springs, sure. spring water. Mm-hmm. And the tariff that uh, SAB is paying, while we are paying uh, 33 rand, SA Breweries is paying 2 rand 33 per kiloliter. Mm-hmm. You know, and the city's got that. It's part of their budget. Sure. You know, so, in fact, there is even allowance in the budget for special arrangements for even less. Uh, from the the private users, you know, okay. so those secret agreements if the city can make it available fantastic mm-hmm. you know um, uh, Zantia Lindbergh is on record to say that there were eight percent, you know, um, uh, you know um, Water management devices devices defective mm-hmm. now we get a figure of three percent, you know, and it's ridiculous uh, It's it's definitely not true the city had a meeting with activists a few months ago mm-hmm. and promised to do an investigation We explained there was a lot of corruption uh, in the water management devices. They were not you know working effectively we're still waiting today. What is the outcome of that investigation? Sure. Again, as Suleiman is saying, no transparency at all. Mm. A lot of the people in Mitchell's Plain, Kailicha, all over Tafelsuch, um, uh, uh, Tableview, even many people suffering, pensioners including, suffering with defective water management devices. It's not the question of 350 and now suddenly being open. That's not the issue. Mm-hmm. If the pensioner and the people need water, let them have water. Okay. You know, there's I enough water in the city. Absolutely. No, there's enough water in the city. Mm-hmm. Now, the, 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 the privatization exercise that is being ju- forced down our throats here is to build um, desalination plants. In Australia, uh, there are several desalination plants that are lying idle. Mm-hmm. And the people are forced to pay continually high tariffs mm-hmm. in order to still pay off those 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 desalination plants. This mm-hmm. is the scenario that the city is 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 forcing down our throats here to pay for uh, desalination. desalination for you know 150 up to 250 possibly even more uh, million liters per day capacity. Mm-hmm. You know that's where the money is going to. There's no need to make you know 14 billion rand loans from uh, private institutions. Sure. You know the, the I appreciate that. You comment, know so uh, the, the so other thing is that in terms of the um, you know the city is saying oh there are you know there are documents and and, and so on in terms of the water management devices mm-hmm. you know the um, if you look at the sands website mm-hmm. those devices are not registered there mm. you see they're supposed to be registered there they're not sure. and you know we, the specification when the city gave out its tender for the water management devices it was sands specification 1529 why that 1529 is a specification for a meter that can be converted into a prepaid device. That's what the city is up to. They're going to convert everybody to, to prepaid so that if you don't have money, you won't have water. Sure. That's, they are declaring war on the people. Okay. And the, the Constitutional Court put it beautifully. Mm-hmm. They said that 
the city is allowed mm-hmm. to to have a, a prepaid meters. Yes, let them have prepaid meters. But they said deal with it politically. So I think when the listeners talk about political you know issues, we must allow them to speak sure. because the only way we can solve this problem is by taking the 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 party in the city and the province out of power. That's okay. what we need to do.